Jesus, you are our strong tower, our refuge. You are our sanctuary. It's under your wing we abide. It's under your shadow we find rest. It's under your covering that we find safety. And it's in your ways we find life. We find life in your ways. I guess that's why you say that you are the way, the truth, and the life. That within your ways there's life. In you is truth. In you is freedom. In you is safety. In you there is security. earlier today I, I did a, a Facebook live about how to overcome those who mock you those who would try to stir up the hornet's nest if you would uh, against you or bring false allegations or make up rumors and lies and all that sort of stuff yeah. and the more you put yourself in the public eye the more easy it happens where you it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> uh, they will, people, you know, they, they will find something to try to attack and hold on to for whatever reason. But in him is safety. In his ways is a lot of peace. You know? And it, and it doesn't even... It's just when you put yourself out there, it doesn't matter what it is. That's true. There's been times where I just said, hey, the church needs volunteers. And I posted a picture of a volunteer sign. That's it. And from that moment on, I got bombarded by some random person calling me a false prophet, a a false teacher, someone of heresy, and I was like, because we needed volunteers? Oh my goodness. And, and in this past couple weeks, I've had it a number of times because I've put out words and stuff like that, and um, you always get some random people that just... doesn't. You could post a picture of rainbows and kittens, and they're going to be like, the end is coming and Satan is close or something. And, uh, but I had a situation earlier that, uh, in the last week and a half or so. And instead of allowing the Lord to be my strong tower, to be my refuge, to be my defender, I let my mouth. 
Well, I'm eloquent with words. I can do this. I can do this politely. I hope. I think. You know. Uh oh. Like, what would Jesus do, right? Oh. And the more I actually tried to explain, and not, I, in essence, I was defending myself a little bit. But really, I was just trying to explain, like, what you're seeing right here was actually just a huge misunderstanding and a mistake. I was not giving life or power to this subject matter. I didn't even realize that it was there. And it, the more I tried to bring truth and understanding, the worse it got, the bigger it got, the more in-depth it got, the wider it got. And I just, at one point, I was just like, you know what? I just need to kibosh this. I just need to... This isn't helping me. This isn't, you know, this isn't helping blood pressure. This isn't, you know, because this person is literally, you know, they're just jabbing away. And, and all I'm doing is giving them platform, giving them life. And the Lord began to kind of equate it to me. When you have a vine and you have a branch that grows from that vine that doesn't produce fruit, what do you do? You prune it off. You get rid of that thing. Why? Because if you keep on trying to put, you know, fertilizer and wow. plant booster or whatever people put on the vines, <laughs> you're sending it to something that's not going to produce fruit. And it's taking away from the, to, from the actual fruit that is to be produced for you. That's good, and you said, Wesley, you just got to prune this off. Just block it. Cut it off. Yeah. You know, just nip it in the bud. Whatever you want to call it. Put out the fire. Mainly what God was saying, Wesley, close your mouth. <laughs> Little did I know closing my mouth would be what would ultimately prune this thing. And, you know, God knows we're faithful and diligent and what he tells us to do right away, instantly. We never, we never second guess it. We never struggle with being obedient at all whatsoever. The moment we, we were told, right? We don't, we don't struggle with that sort of thing. You know, defending our own honor and things of that nature. And so the situation happened again with something else. And I'm like, dear Lord, what did I do? What did I open up? You know, like, what happened? What, what did I, you know? And I probably typed something 15 different times to respond. Each one was more creative than the other. Each one had a, had a little bit different of like, a jab, but with some flowers and some cupcakes, you know, like it was like a like a jack in a box. And oh my gosh, this person's respond, you know, and uh, <laughs> this is how I, this is how I think, okay. And in the end, I started looking at that person's life. I mean, literally, I just, you know, they they clearly found me and decided to, you know. Stalk me on my Facebook, so I returned the favor. And I was like, man, they got a great looking family. Life must be interesting. 
And uh, I just went back and said, you know what? Bless you. You have a beautiful family. And then I deleted and blocked them. Because <laughs> I, I, I had to end it, you know? And most yeah. of our arguments right now are in this fictitious platform uh-huh. of society that is very real and prevalent. I mean, social media has become another, another, you know, it's like, hey, are you guys going to Facebook today? You know, it's it's become something that's so real that, you know, the mentality of saying that something that it's, oh, it's just the internet or life is now the interwebs. It's all connected at this point. Um, I know because I broke my phone on Saturday morning at two in the morning and was up until five trying to fix it and then at the cell phone store the moment they opened to replace it I was like I need I I can't function without it like in the sense of like I need it to in order to do what it is that I do from running the school to ministering like on a on a larger scale and stuff like that staying connected yeah and so See, some of us, we have fruit that God wants us to focus on, and He's pouring into it. But we got these things, these vines that are growing off that don't produce any fruit. Something that the Lord told me several years ago, He said, and He said this specifically about relationships, but it's been something I've been able to apply to my life. If it does not bear fruit, Cut it off. Yes. There is no there. Do not waste time or energies, especially time. Time is the one thing you cannot get back. You can get money again. That's not an issue. You can get stuff again. You can play a country song backwards and get your spouse back, your dog back, your house back, and your car back. <laughs> But no matter how many times you play that song backwards, you're never getting time. You actually waste the time playing it forward and backwards at that point. You're never getting that eight minutes back. You're never getting that time that you poured into that thing that you already knew that wasn't going to bear fruit. But it was some form of emotional scientific experiment or whatever it might be in hopes that something might come of it. But, like, even when you're fishing, if it's not a certain... If it doesn't measure up, you got to throw that thing back. You can't even use it for bait. In in the sense of a vineyard, if if the grapes aren't to maturation, you can't sell them, you can't distribute them, you definitely can't make wine from them. Like, there's nothing... If they're not to maturation, there's no juice, there's no nothing to it. And so there are these things in our lives... And we have allowed to grow off the main vine. This is out there dangling in the wind. But we got to cut those things off. Because what's growing fruit right now isn't growing its, its potential because life is being sucked and stolen away from that thing. 
because something over here that will never produce fruit is getting it first. It's filtering through it first. Put it in the sense of a family or kids. I'm, most of you have had kids in here. Have, let, me, let, let me ask this. If you had, if standing, difficult decision, we're all, we love our kids and we understand, we value human life. And But if you had your neighbor's dog in front of you and your child in front of you, which one are you going to feed first? It's your, not your neighbor's dog, your own child. Because it's, it represents you. It speaks of you. They carry a part of your DNA. But why do we feed the thing oh, that's good. that actually doesn't look like us? It looks like death. You resemble life to somebody. Even, if you, even in the darkest time of your life, you're light to someone. That's why Jesus said that you can't be hidden under a basket. You can't, that you should be put upon a hill. That you're a pearl of great price. That you're of high value. This is funny that like, your work, the songs that you chose for worship were kind of, you know, kind of exalted the Lord in that avenue, in that respect. And so it's uh, part of what we're doing with, you know, we're not just avoiding heat, but uh, that plays into it. But also it's just kind of, you know, scripture says that, you know, someone should come with a song. Someone should come with an exhortation, an encouragement. Someone should come with a prophetic word. Like we're all supposed to do our part. The body has many parts. You know, and they teach you in martial arts, if somebody's going to kick you, you'll see it in their shoulders first. Like, you'll see it in the center part of their body. And so it's all connected. You can't watch, the leg can't move without adjusting the arms and, and chest and shoulders. And so we're, we're all connected, and so it's important that we all bring something to the table. We all bring something of value, uh, of worth to the table, whether it be a song or a word or an exhortation or an encouragement. And so, so what, part of what we're doing is we're, it's kind of like open mic minus the mic. If you've been around, I like to do stuff minus the thing. I did a prophetic round table minus a round table. <laughs> minus a table altogether, actually, now that I think about it. It was on the floor. Well, there were four of us, and the table's like, you know, this big, and there's four of us. Uh, but, uh, I mean, is there anyone that wants to add or contribute along those lines or we can go straight make a left turn out of nowhere <laughs> perfectly fine with that too I have something a little similar mm-hmm. um, I had a little bit of a rough weekend <laughs> last weekend and I got I let some things get to me and but, wow I just 
let some stuff fly. <laughs> and then, you know, I realized as soon as I realized what I was doing and that our words have life. Or um, death. Or death. Depending, yeah. on, depending <laughs> on the avenue we're choosing. I was not speaking life to anything. <laughs> um, and I kept thinking about the Lord's Prayer and how to pray. I don't know what I'm up, but um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And always get stuck on that little part right there. On earth as it is in heaven. There is nothing missing in heaven. There is no sickness in heaven. There is no poorness, for lack of a better word, in heaven. There is nothing missing, nothing broken. Right. It's perfection. And we have that inside of us. <laughs> Jesus we are always in Jesus' presence. Yeah. Awesome. And we just need to remember who we are and act like it. Yes. But once I got that, uh, I just, uh, boy, I did a lot of backtracking. <laughs> but um, I just think it's so important. And how easily we forget who we are. And how easily we let the little vines, the little things creep in and just take control of our emotions and take control of of us instead of remembering who we are and speaking the truth of the matter not the facts Mm. facts can be manipulated however Mm -hmm. one sees it Mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is is what the word tells us the truth is he is in us we are in him yes there's nothing missing nothing broken We are heirs to the kingdom of heaven. Uh On earth as it is in heaven, there's nothing missing in us, nothing broken in us. We're perfection in him. And I think it's just very important to remember that Uh as we go through our daily lives and as we deal with people, as we, Uh you know, grow in the fruit of the spirit and patience and (laughs) understanding and just being Christ to other people. I heard Brad McClendon, one of my favorite things that he said when I was in school, um, was that he was, um, I can't remember if he was actually, he said he was visiting with a guy, a man, somehow, some way, some shape, some form, and he, all he could see was Jesus inside of him. Now this guy was like, just um, terrible, just acting out, and just not a nice human being, but all he could see, he didn't see the fruit of the bad behavior. He saw Jesus in prison inside of this man, wanting to be let out and reacted to that, Mm -hmm. not the behavior that the person was, you know, Mm -hmm. doing. So I always try to just remember that when people act badly or behave badly, it's not necessarily them. It's just, they don't exactly know who they are. Right. You know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and even as Christians, we have to remember who yeah. we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'd like to um, just validate that. Well, I don't have to validate that. God's word. <laughs> <laughs> but just to add to that, so in both of the scenarios um, that were mentioned today, um, I've walked through both and um, recently. And so there's a lady at work who um, is seeking services, but doesn't really want the services. She's doing it because she has to. 
And so she's going to put up every roadblock to fulfilling the things that she needs to do. So she's manipulative, she's controlling, all of that. And so they warned me when they gave me the case, we need you to work with it, this is what it is, but I need you to document everything. Mm -hmm. And so I knew what I was getting into. But, you know, when somebody's determined they're going to do something, they're going to pick pick at everything that you do. Right. And so um, I assisted her with um, her resume, and I told her, do your resume, give it to me, and I'll correct it. Um, not correct it, but just revise it. And, and what I did was just change the terminology of the words that she used to match mm-hmm. the industry. So then right. we're picking, right. oh, I don't do this. This is a false advertisement of who I am. And I don't feel right applying for these jobs because this is not me. Oh. And so I said, what are you talking about? Everything that's on your resume is what I got from yours. I just use different words to frame what you said. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, in responding to her, I felt the pressure rising, and I did just like what you were gonna do. By golly, Miss Molly, I'm gonna <laughs> suck it. I'm gonna I'm suck it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm gonna prove the foolishness of your errors, you know, because and so, anyway. Let me show you how you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I was going home, and I was so heated that day, and I was mad at everybody i'm mad at this lady because you're wasting my time you really don't want the services right. you're just going through the motions right. i'm mad because they dropped it in my lap and i'm just mad and i'm listening to light and um it's they were just talking about something but it was essentially what you're saying mm-hmm. let them see the jesus in you Mm-hmm. So I had to repent as I'm driving home. God, I'm sorry mm-hmm. for getting upset. God, I'm sorry for them. I'm sorry. Give me your love so I can love her. Da 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 da. And then I remember it is the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to say, okay, God, please help me to be kind to this lady. So I really had to divorce myself from her for two days just so that I could get composure. Exactly. And then when I'm being kind, it's genuine and not. I'm doing it because I know I'm supposed to. Right. So I'm Wicked, faking yeah. something, yeah. yeah. So I had to step away and do it. And in doing that, God just honored it, and it changed her whole attitude. Now, has yeah. she changed? No. Her <laughs> motive remains the same. She's just going through this game until she can get what she wants. Uh-huh. But I have to remember, like you said, don't look at her and behavior. How can I be Christ today manifested yeah, okay. to her? Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then based on your scenario, I worked before I came here. I've been here now. This is my third week. Yeah. And um, <laughs> um, I worked with a, a group of people. And I knew that their religious persuasion was different from mine. But I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I said, you know, if you be the light, light dispels darkness. And it doesn't matter. Right. Christ in me, you know, yeah. like Paul. Right. And so I went in there knowing that and I did that, seeing God use me for the time that I'm going to be here. So as I was leaving, I know that they were upset because they wanted me to stay with the program. And, you know, I kind of looked and I said, God, is this where you want me to be? Right. Or do you want me to come here? What is it that you wanted to do? And I had to kind of look at the situation and discern mm-hmm. whether this is going to be a long-term thing or not. Right. So as I was leaving, um, I knew, I, I just knew that. Um, the story was going to turn around why the program didn't work and that and that. So I'm saying, God, you know, I should really say something before I leave. I should really send an email. I should really, I should really. And every time the thought comes, it is, no, just leave it alone. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, 
packing up to come here and to move here and it's nagging me again and so i didn't get my paycheck and i said see god this is why i didn't stay they don't have any integrity and they're and i'm you know but the thing that um as you're talking about responding to people so i didn't write the email i didn't defend myself even though i know what is coming yeah. persecution is coming uh, but if christ got persecuted right mm -hmm. and if the prophets get persecuted yeah. and you are believers yep. you too will be persecuted yeah, exactly. and so I have to change my mindset how great it is to be in the company right. of those who are persecuted yes. yeah. 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 and so That's every great. time it rises great up you, you know that this is going to turn back just leave it alone right. because right. the prayer that I prayed when I entered the program knowing the problems that were there was mm -hmm. God the scripture that says some men um, plant some water, but it's God who gets the increase. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew for the short time that I was going to be there mm -hmm. that I was sowing seeds. Mm -hmm. And so go. even when I left, I said, Lord, so the person who claims to be Muslim and don't like the word Jesus, don't mind if you use the word God, but don't use the word Jesus. Right. And right. Yeah. All of a sudden it's saying, the place is not going to be the same without you. <laughs> and so I'm driving in my car and I'm laughing and I say, God, you know what? It's you that he misses. It's yeah, you that he recognizes. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's not right. me. He thinks it's yeah, me. Yeah. So the yeah, prayer was, send another that's believer good. there. Yeah. Yeah. Send another yeah. believer in the yeah. program so that he can know he encountered you. Yeah. And it's not necessarily me, but he's go. meeting truth. Yeah. So well, for that reason alone, good. I have that's to... Good. <laughs> mm -hmm. not defend yeah. myself not defend even when I know that persecution is going to come right yeah. to just, that's good yeah. I think what's awesome. what's beautiful about that is even when we get in the way like you know we think that oh I just got to get out of the Lord's way I got to get out of the Lord's way you know it's like did I mess this up you know it's like me opening my mouth or you know trying to do the, do the thing on my own, you know, whatever it might be. And it's, uh, I was, there was a day that when I lived in Northern California and it was a real bad day. It wasn't, you know, it just wasn't the greatest of days. And, uh, and I worked at a ministry, so <laughs> it was a whole different, you know, situation. And I was driving home and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to turn off my worship music and I'm going to worship God. Like, I'm going to turn off this thing that is, has, you know, very little to do with what I'm trying to do right now. Mm -hmm. And I just began to just drive in silence, but yet, like, just exalt the Lord. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. um, as I did that, I, like, I'm driving down the freeway and I go into this vision. Wow. And I'm dancing with Jesus and we're dancing across, like, the sea of glass. Sweet. And I step on his toes. And I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm like... I messed this up. Aww. Like, I, I really, you know, like, uh -huh. like, I'm sorry, I don't have rhythm, you know, like, two left feet, and I'm short, I don't, you know, whatever it might be. Whatever the situation, whatever it was, I was just like, you know, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And Jesus looks at me with eyes of compassion. Aww. And he says, it's okay. I've been doing this a while and just kept on dancing like all in that moment it was all instantaneous yeah. and it's like even 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 in the midst of us getting in the way even with 
our, our personality getting in the way or, uh, you know, even when we're, we're struggling in, in a situation and, you know, we're not exactly speaking life into it. His goodness is chasing you down. Mm-hmm. His mercy is pursuing after you. Really? His love is like looking to tackle us. You know? yes. mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's prowling behind the corner. You know, everyone's like, oh, there's something, you know, like kind of the, the what is it, the uh, Murphy complex or something there. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. You know, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. Yeah. Like, but that's not the God I serve. The God I serve says that I know the I have plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. I know the thoughts that I have for you, mm-hmm. and they're all good. Yeah. That I have a pl- I have a destiny that like when I and I you know sometimes we do got to think back at our testimony and think about where we were versus where we're at right now. Like I'm thinking like in in my testimony, may, you know, maybe a little bit different for some people. My testimony, I would be in prison right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or did. Yeah. And even when I got saved, God's goodness superseded any form of legal repercussion for anything that I did. I was free. I was like free, free. Right. You know, even when I had people trying to bring me through like the 12 step program of Christianity and like (laughs) had to go to the people that I did wrong or something, you know, whatever Uh, that was, you know, and pay (laughs) penance and buy my family members out of purgatory, you know, all this weird forms of, you know, of bad grace <laughs> doctrine but uh some of it's good i uh it's it's so amazing how just when you're free you're free mm-hmm. and that yeah. even in the midst did G, did peter cutting off someone's ear stop jesus from going no. to the cross no. Mm-hmm. No. did Ju, did judas selling him out Judas selling them out actually fulfilled prophecy. Wow. Right. Share another quick story of I, what I would like to say. Larry, I quote Larry Randolph in this one. Oh, okay. Is, uh, he said, God has factored our stupidity into the equation. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. And uh, same ministry I was working for in Northern California, and I was in charge of shipping and receiving and the, I, we built radio stations, and so the parts were very intricate. They had to be on a very timely basis because of engineers and all this other stuff. Well, something I had sent, I sent on the wrong time frame, and it didn't get there in time. And so it caused the engineer to basically be there for an entire day with, and engineers make good money, yeah. and charge good money too. Yes. Um, Uh, just saying (laughs) and uh, but it caused this engineer to be there an entire day with nothing to do and so he's out adventuring around in the hills of wherever he's at because radio towers are built in the middle of nowhere and he's out adventuring around and he looks over this cliff and he sees this car that's down there Mm. But it looks like it, it, it has like smoke, so it looks like it's just recently been running. Mm-hmm. And there's this person he can faintly hear down there Jesus. asking for help. Oh my goodness. Oh my and goodness. he, uh, so he's, he goes down the hill, obviously, and finds this man, 
You know, there's not, he doesn't have much bodily harm to him, so he's able to help him get out of the vehicle and come back up. Mm-hmm. Wow. But that man's like, listen, like, if you weren't here, I probably would have died down there. Mm-hmm. And so the engineer sends an email to me. He goes, wow. He goes, you messed up. Like, this should have been here yesterday. But if you hadn't messed up, I wouldn't have been able to help save this man's life. I printed that email out so quick and ran to my my superiors, and I was like, you need to look at this. That's my Jesus right there. I'm saying God God factored my stupidity into this equation. Had I not done this, had I not screwed this up, this man would be dead. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's good. Wow. I'll see you at my annual review. (laughs) And so it's... It's always funny that in the midst of our, in the midst of what we think us making it more difficult for Jesus, mm-hmm. his beauty 